Welcome to It's a Gundam Present, the 2023 podcast Tenshi Round 2. My name is Jeremy. Kage Bunshi no Jitsu. You won't believe it. I'm Tyler. Um, yeah, I'm Zach. You won't believe it's not ninjutsu. Um, I'm half asleep. I'm sorry. <laughs> um, I just woke up. I'm here. Today we are watching Naruto episode 48, Gara vs. Rock Lee, The Explosion of Youth. No. Uh, because we're going in reverse tournament order, despite me saying this is round two, Zach's pick was the end of a tournament. Mine is in the middle at the end of the first round. And spoilers from what Tyler picked, it's before the tournament begins proper. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> I remember this one being better. So do I in my head. The real problem with it is it's weekly television anime, which means how do we stretch one chapter of manga into a whole episode? And the answer is a lot of close-ups of Kakashi's face for no real reason. <laughs> Why is Kakashi even in this episode? Well, because he's obviously here. It's just one of those things where, like, I remember the fight. The fight parts are actually pretty good, but they've got everybody around being, you know, having to react. Yeah, well, and the, like, the first half of the episode is a bit, like... Basically cleaning up after last episode. Yep. And I watched all three of these episodes to pick which one. This is by far the best one in terms of content to non-content ratio. Yeah. That's why I picked it. No, I skimmed the one after this because I'm like, doesn't Rock Lee do the like whole gate of life thing? Not uh, until two episodes later. Yep. I was going to pick that one. The real problem with that one is that that's like half the episode is the gate of life thing. And the other half is sweeping the sand out of the arena, <laughs> stalling for the last match. Well, as opposed to this one where the first half is sweeping the blood out of the arena from the last match. Yeah, it's, it, it is one of those things, like Jeremy said, it's it's a weekly anime problem. And at the very least, you can see the, the bumper, the place where the bumper is supposed to go. Yep. Because it's the same scene twice. Yep. I mean, to be fair, it's only like seven seconds. So I'm I know not, it's not just one of those things that. that it always bugs me whenever I see that. And wh- having been the guy that watches a lot of stuff on Blu-ray later, I do see a lot of that. Yeah, it plays fine when there's actually commercials between it, but when you're streaming it ad-free or it's on Blu-ray, the seam is obvious. This does have one of the best weighted training clothing drops, I think. I feel like it's the one that's in the common culture now, right? Despite Dragon Ball obviously doing it before this, and it taking it from Chinese martial arts movies, and those probably taking it from some Chinese mystic story. I feel like when people talk about it, they refer to Rock Lee taking the weights off because of the impact of that scene. And I mean the literal impact, not the <laughs> like impact on your brain. Yeah, because in Dragon Ball, when, or Dragon Ball Z when they do it, it's right at the beginning with you know Raditz in them. And it's not a huge thing. It's like, yeah, we took off our shirts, basically. Yeah, Piccolo took off his cloak. <laughs> and there's not really any... It doesn't like really change the fight over much. Yeah, well, they have to do it to get started. Whereas, like, another reason I ended up picking this episode is this one has the most turns between Gara and Lee having the advantage, right? Which is what makes the fight so exciting. And that continues as it goes on, but Gara sort of has the advantage for all of episode two, and Lee has it for most of episode three until he loses. Spoilers if you haven't watched Naruto. <laughs> A now, what, 15-year-old anime? Oh, uh, my bones nearly 20? creaking, Tyler. I mean, the, the manga started in 97. Oof. 
weirdly more recent than Hunter Hunter, <laughs> but not the anime. Yeah, speaking of weekly anime, I barely nearly chose an episode from the One Piece tournament arc, but A, One Piece doesn't have a tournament arc. They have a tournament <laughs> that takes place in one of the giant-ass arcs. And two, that was Dress Rosa, which was the real, okay, I think if we try really hard, we can turn this chapter of manga into two episodes of anime. <laughs> yes. I don't know how I made it through watching Dress Rosa. I am now watching One Piece again very casually because the guy who was the animation director on the Goku Ultra Instinct episode is now the main animation director of One Piece. Oh, interesting. And so sometimes he will do a hell of an episode, but there's this one episode he literally, he animated the entire episode on the twos, but it's still an episode of One Piece. So there are so many close up of Zoro's face where they make Zoro's face do things because it's animated the best that's ever going to be. But it's just him overreacting to a situation that's just happened. <laughs> there are bits of it that are so well animated, it looks wrong. I'm like, that doesn't seem right. That's great. <laughs> Funny how that can happen sometimes with a... Uh... Yeah, it, it's so it's off model, but better. Yeah. Uh, I, my joke is to myself has been, oh, Kaido just has an, uh, an aura of good animation around him. Yamato looks the, you know, like a One Piece character, but then they reach the roof to confront their father and suddenly they look like the most amazing drawing you've ever seen with like all sorts of small facial twitches every frame. Anyway, though, I ended up picking this episode of Naruto. Uh, I like the idea of the tuning exams because it's not a non-standard tournament arc, but I thought, especially with what Tyler picked, we could get into like what really makes a tournament arc because I have some like it's not super worth getting OCD about, but like the Tournament of Power isn't a tournament arc, right? Despite the word being in the name, <laughs> it's just a big battle royale. I mean, the the way it is set up, it is just a big battle royale. I would kind of still call it a tournament arc because of the way they go about framing it. It's basically just a series of uh, <laughs> progressively stronger opponents presented. Yes, and everyone is very polite and does not jump in the middle of battles for the most part. But theoretically, they would be allowed to, right? They should be. That would be dynamic and interesting. Yeah, um, like when uh, 17 interrupts the transformation sequence. And the tuning exams start out as kind of not a tournament, and here they super explicitly are. And then they take a break for a while and go back to a tournament. And then they get boosted and the tournament doesn't finish. But... <laughs> This is the most tournament sort of part of it. It's also right at the center, and it's doing a lot of interesting things in the meta-narrative, where the arc starts with Lee challenging Sasuke and being unbeatable, and now he is jobbing for Gara, who will be the ultimate antagonist of the arc. I think that's very interesting, and I think it's, while it's also better in my head than it is in reality, Zach, I think it is one of the best animated fights that's ever happened, certainly on weekly TV anime. Yeah, I was actually, I was uh, watching a lot of the strikes before he becomes just a blur a lot of the strikes that lee's delivering are just like really nicely animated like especially after having watched a bunch of gundam shows (laughs) which are of wildly varying quality um to be fair naruto is of wildly varying quality when it comes to that and this may be the peak maybe not i haven't rewatched that naruto sasuke battle in a while it might be better i don't know but shall we go ahead and get into it again we are watching episode 48 of naruto Gara vs. Lockley Explosion of Youth. You can watch it on Crunchyroll, or I don't know. I'm pretty sure Naruto is just on microwaves now. <laughs> also, I used to think this was the coolest opening in anime, and it's so okay. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> I actually I skipped the opening when I was watching this, but I did watch the ending. This <laughs> opening, like, I was just kind of 
bored. Yeah, it's so okay. It's yeah. fine. The theme song's pretty good. Eh. The song is good. It's not great. It's not the best Naruto opening song. Oh, not even close to the best Naruto opening or opening song. And I, I really like the thing with the teams, but like it's so static and not animated. Like if this opening came out today, I would be like, what did JC staff make this? <laughs> yeah, no, it definitely looks really... like a low budget opening, right? Yeah, there's nothing really going on. There's very little motion. There's more in the second half than the first half, but by then it, you're sort of so lulled and they do these weird CGI spins, which seems like a really cool idea and looks way better in my head. But it's mostly just pan shots, unfortunately, of characters. Because this is the arc where Naruto introduced every character. <laughs> well, and I think it's especially obvious at the end of this where it like zooms out from like all the characters standing and there's like 40 of them. Uh, some of them even went on to do stuff after this arc. Yeah, I forgot how many characters are in Naruto. Too many? Do you remember all the characters they... I, I, I promised myself I would not talk about the third <laughs> Shinobi War during this, but... Remember all the characters they introduced in the third Shinobi War at the 11th hour? Yep. Remember the guy with laser powers? <laughs> I don't think I even got past this arc. I thought you got into the Tsunade arc. I thought you no, said you yeah, decided. I think I did. I... That's all the way in Shippuden, right? No, Tsunade is the next arc. Okay. Where they're like, Jiraiya, you be king. And he's like, I don't wanna. Let's get an old lady to do it. She's hot. <laughs> <laughs> so the episode begins by telling us we're a failure for watching Naruto. <laughs> Yet Neji is naking us. He's naking us. Because the previous episode was... Hinata versus Neji and Neji won. Yeah, because, and that annoys Naruto. Because this is also setting up Neji for later when he is going to be the sort of Sasuke proxy for Naruto for him to get his emotions out while still keeping the Naruto-Sasuke fight we want out of our hands during the tournament <laughs> arc. So provoked, Naruto attempts to attack Neji, but he is stopped by Rock Lee. And who is basically like, I get it, Neji's a dick, but not right now. <laughs> Wait until you're matched against him and then beat the shit out of him. Maybe you could do a cool digging move. Because that, this would be for an exciting fight, you versus him. So anyway, Naruto's like, I'm going to get Hinata's blood all over my hand. This hand of mine is bloody red. STD's never heard of him. Also, it's Hinata. <laughs> I mean, that's his future wife, so it doesn't make that big of a difference. He I'm may not know that yet. I'm really confused about the technology level of Naruto because they do definitely have a flat screen TV in this auditorium. Oh, yeah. It, the technology level of Naruto is yes. They also have <laughs> refrigerators, but they don't have telephones. So Shikamaru's like, hey, Choji, let's stretch out the episode by having a conversation. Anyway, you're probably the weakest person here and you're going to have to fight someone. That sucks. Especially that sand guy. He's so strong. We don't even know his name. He's just sand guy. Also, I think he did some murders in the forest. <laughs> he looks out of his gourd. Gara, that kills people. <laughs> These kind of things always get at me. It's like, here's an here's this tournament exam type of thing. Yeah, we several people have died. It's fine. Don't worry about it. I mean, this is after the backstory of the Hidden Mist is revealed to be like, yeah, they all murder each other, and the only one who survives gets to be a ninja, which is when later when the Mizukagi comes, she's like, yeah, we have to stop doing that. That was a terrible idea, actually. <laughs> it killed all of our children, which we need to have a next generation. <laughs> Man, I forget Choji's team advisor. Asuna? Guy. Yep. I Shikamaru gets really pissed when he dies later. Yep. Spoilers. Th th that's why I know his name. It's because Shikamaru, a good character, actually, and has a relationship with Asuna. Choji, a character that exists. <laughs> um, I know a lot of people who really like Choji. Choji's cool in the Sasuke retrieval arc, but that's, that's not yet. 
I do really like the idea of Konkuro just following Gar around, being like, "No, Gar, you can't just kill people." <laughs> well, all three of the Sand People here are like, uh, "Our guy is going insane. This is bad." So anyway, Conqueror's like, I'm gonna go do some intel gathering. That blonde guy over there looks like he's gonna spill all the information. <laughs> Just look at him. I like how we're not explaining at all who any of these characters are. Yeah, you know, it's Naruto. It's Naruto. <laughs> Kankuro's puppet guy, if you don't remember. He's got puppets. Naruto is Naruto. He's your favorite orange Midoriya Izuki. <laughs> Anyways, like, yeah, so tell me about Neji. And Naruto's like, I'm going to beat his ass. And Conqueror's like, that's not really the information I was going for. Um, also, you're definitely going to lose. <laughs> Do they not know he's got the nine tails? Or not is that yet. like no. hidden information? That, that is like one of the few laws in Kodaha's no one is allowed to say anything about it. That's why part of why Naruto is ostracized, is that everybody treats him like he's got a demon inside him, but they aren't allowed to tell their kids why they are ostracizing them. I think Sasuke knows because it came out during the Haku fight, but Sasuke may have been unconscious at that point. I don't remember. Or semi-conscious. Well, and Kagashi knows. Yes. All the adults know. So my guy starts pumping up Rock Lee to be like, you'll be next. And Lee is like, no, I would rather be last. Since I've come I, all this way, I might as well be last. And Sakura turns into our, our narrator, basically. He's like, is he sulking? What do you mean turns into? That's all Sakura ever is for all of Naruto. <laughs> at one point, she cuts her hair. And at one point, a puppet lady uses her to do a rad thing. And that's what Sakura does in Naruto. It's very frustrating. <laughs> yeah, I think Ino does more than Sakura, actually. <laughs> I don't think that's true. Anyway, Gara is picked, so he sands to the battlefield. And is very excited to fight. And it makes you think it's going to be Choji versus him, but no, it's not, because they got to waste some more time here. It's Rock Lee, who's like, ha, I used reverse psychology on the universe and got picked. <laughs> Perfect logic. I would call it Rock Legic. That's almost something. Neji is so annoyed by this. He's had to deal with this for one whole year. <laughs> I have bad news, Neji. A time skip's coming up. <laughs> <laughs> That's a lot of time to spend with Rock Lee. I'm sorry. Well, he's got to spend it with Mike Guy and Rock Lee. I know, he has to spend it with amazing. two of them. So Mike Guy gives his protege some very important advice, which is that Gara's sand gourd is suspicious. <laughs> which Rock Lee writes down. Um. <laughs> Even though his master tells him, you will not have time to check notes during the match, which Rock Lee also notes down. <laughs> which, you know, writing stuff down helps you remember it, so. And Kakashi and Sakura are both like, he's dead. <laughs> Rock Lee is legit one of my favorite characters in Naruto, though. Yeah, he's great. It, it, real sad he don't get to do anything after Shippuden starts. But that's true for 90% of the characters here, so. Anyway, they face each other down. Konkuro's like, man, that guy's definitely gonna die. Um, Naruto's like, nah, he's he's gonna win. He kicked my, my best friend's ass, and I want to kick my best friend's ass, so. And then we get a flashback to um, basically Rock Lee kicking Rock Lee Sasuke's ass. So that he can appropriately job in case you missed the previous fight. So Gar uh, shoots his cork off his gourd at Lee, who catches it martial arts style. Don't cork your gourd. I always think the announcer is the same guys from the first episode, and I don't know why. Uh, because economy of characters would make him so, and that would be more interesting. I used to know the announcer's name because he was in my Naruto trading card deck when I played that for five minutes, but I don't anymore. I know he has one, though. I recognize him from... This? Yeah, yeah, I guess basically this. That's back in the time frame in which everything had a uh, card game when it came out. 
So Rock Lee tries to kick Gara, but he is blocked by sand because that's Gara's gimmick. Gara attacks him with sand, and we go into the good drawings for a moment for Lee to do a backflip away from sand. <laughs> it's more exciting than it sounds. So it basically <laughs> turns into a monk versus sorcerer fight. Sorcerer with a lot of hit points. No, he just has He's a got very powerful armor. shield spell. <laughs> anyway, anyway some people flash back to that time they saw Gara do this exact thing. And then murder a guy in the forest. It's okay, the guy didn't have a name, so it's not like it counts. He did have umbrellas. He probably did have a name, but I don't know it. And and you're not supposed to know it. I'm going to look up right now Umbrella Guy from Naruto and see if he had a name. I'm sure you'll get a different Umbrella Guy, or six, from the many, many filler arcs. There was probably a whole Umbrella filler arc where they had to make umbrellas. (laughs) (laughs) Or go to the, uh, the village hidden in the umbrella. Hidden in the rain, but to get there, you need an umbrella in order to shield yourself from the hiding rain. Shigure. Uh, there are multiple umbrella guys in Naruto, though. You are correct. <laughs> so Rockley decides he's gonna do the thing, and then there's maybe the coolest sequence in Naruto, where they do a three sixty round Lee while he tries to get through the sand barrier. He has to draw a kunai at some point and start slashing the sand. I'm not really sure how slashing the sand dissipates it, but wind. Um, he does well, I think like... the idea is supposed to be kind of along the lines of it's cutting it uh, itself apart. So it's like not. It's got. It's losing. Like, coherency with the rest of it. That makes sense. It's not super well explained, but that's kind of the impression I get. Anyway, Sakura and Naruto are like, why can't Rock Lee land a hit? And Kuro's like, he can't handle a hit because sand. (laughs) It just does its own thing, man. It protects Gaara without him having to do anything. That's why he looks so bored. Although Gaara did take time to put on eyeliner this morning, so... I mean, they all do that in the Hidden Sand Village. (laughs) Look at Kankuro's face shadow. One thing I do like about this particular fight is that it is an asymmetrical thing. You've got two people who have very different abilities. It's not two guys who are very good at brawling. Yeah, they're they're not both just good at punching. Uh, That's one of the things Naruto is good for, which is a huge array of characters. It's not Hunter Hunter where everything is insane and takes three chapters to explain each (laughs) character's powers, and then you get to watch the fight. It's very simple. One guy controls sand. One guy is martial arts. You get it immediately. And like you said... It's disparate, and you don't know what's going to happen. Other than Rockley's going to get grabbed by some sand and thrown into a wall. But then he dodges the follow-up attack and goes in for a big punch and misses, and he's basically just bouncing off. And Sakura's like, why doesn't he throw some like so magic bolts now, at him? Um, now we get the uh, the narration of the fact that Rockley is so goddamn shit at using anything besides punching it harder. And Mike Guy's he's like... very good at punching it harder. <laughs> yeah, Mike Guy's like, yeah, no, it turns out he can't, so he just, he min-maxed into punching. Yeah, he was like, oh, I'll never be a good ninja, I can't do ninjutsu or, or genjutsu, and I was like, no, you've min-maxed at character creation, you will be a great ninja, allow me to teach you. I mean, I, I don't know how it is with Gara, because I think this is, this and then a little bit later is really the only time I'm familiar with him, but it, again, it is that uh, two di- very different character builds going at it because you got a guy who's basically maxed out in the ninjutsu side of things and the guy that's min-maxed into taijutsu. Yep. So I cast spells versus I punch harder. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, uh, Gara, or Gara, Rock Lee does a bunch of backflips to try to escape Gara's sand hands and slips on some sand, man. And, and then, then we then don't we get, get an eye catch. Your choice right. Select to make your first pick. Thank you for joining us on episode two of the podcast Tenkaichi, the one with Gara wins. Uh, we all want Rock Lee to win. He's cool, but Gara wins. 
Um, we're going to do one more of these, and I'm going to spoil it right now. It's Hunter Hunter, because I believe that the entirety of that show is a tournament arc. And I chose kind of a weird slow episode, because to me, Hunter Hunter is kind of a weird slow show, and I dig that. It's a weird vibe for a shonen anime. Um, also, at the end of these, we ha- we're going to do our wrap-up episode on Gun and Build Fighters. So, once more, um, if you have questions, comments, concerns related to Build Fighters or the podcast or us or really anything, um, I will have a link in the show notes of this episode that you can go... Click on, join the Discord, drop questions, or you can send us an email at gundam at lasttimeonvideogames.com. And we'll we'll tackle that. Um, I'm keeping this one short and sweet because I'm a day late posting it, and I have to go to work. Okay, bye. Are you ready? Fight! <laughs> and then it happens again. And everyone thinks he died, but no, he just did a super backflip, and only Mike Guy noticed. Because he flipped so high, he's now on top of the statue overlooking the tournament. Yeah, we did mention in the background of the tournament is just a giant statue of some hands doing some ninjutsu for some reason. It's right next to the big screen TV, and those are the (laughs) things in the tournament grounds. And the ref. I kind of wish the ref was just standing here with his hands in his pockets, like this is just another day. That's sort of his luck. So yeah, we we, we get the full history of Rock Lee's terrible... Min max or not terrible, but his min maxed character build. You say the full story. Yeah, we get a lot of that next episode. <laughs> that is the next episode, basically. So, well, we get the we. I guess we get the cliff notes. Yeah, we get the all we need to get. <laughs> we we get the important part. I mean, I guess next week we get some of his beef with Neji, which is also important. But it, it, they they sure take their time getting there. Well, they also kind of like I don't remember that, but even watching this episode, you can kind of get the fact that he's got beef with Neji. Because when he tells Naruto the the guy who got where he is through hard work versus the genius would make for a great fight. Yep. And it doesn't necessarily feel that he's talking about Naruto versus Neji. And that's what I talked about this fight doing so much for setting up a later story in Naruto. Because Lee's grudge to Neji sort of transfers onto Naruto in this moment and that moment. And Neji becomes a stand-in for Sasuke for him because of all that stuff. And it, like I said, preserves the Naruto-Sasuke fight. Because the reason that you suffer through the Third Shinobi War, which I'm not going to talk about, is you still want to see Naruto and Sasuke go at it. And it's why I, Naruto's ending ends up being good and satisfying, despite having to read those 200 goddamn chapters to get to it, <laughs> in a way that I don't think My Hero Academia is going to be, because we're in the Third Shinobi War, we're in the Third Shinobi Hero War now, but there's no Nar- uh, uh, Midoriya and Sasuke at the end of it to look forward to. Anyway, my guy's like, okay, Lee, do the thing. And you've seen the gif. <laughs> I do like, he's like, you only to- told me to do that in case I needed to protect a large group of people. And my guy's like, this is a large group of people. You're protecting us from boredom. <laughs> Meanwhile, Gara is l- nice enough to let him do this. I, I, mean, I Gara don't care. I assume Lee's out of his range. So anyway, <laughs> yeah, everyone comments on how cliche this is. I love how bored Kakashi sounds when he says that. So Rock Lee takes off these like leg weights and they're like, they look like they should weigh like five, maybe 10 pounds a piece. And he drops them and they just absolutely destroy the arena floor. <laughs> it's the first reaction the ref gives. And everybody is shocked. Yeah, and Except Gara. This reaction gif is actually warranted for the story. Uh, and now Lee fast, which is my favorite thing in a shonen boy. Is to, for them to be fast. <laughs> well, because now Gara is actually reacting. 
Well, it, it's funny because we can actually see that uh, Lee is attacking faster than Gara can react, and it's only his automated defenses that are protecting him, basically. Except for the fact that Lee is kind of going through them. Yeah, but he's only like half getting through them. He's not getting through with any force. <laughs> I like it. Micah is like, he channeled all this energy into min-maxing, and therefore, he's the best at taijutsu. Which I guess we've said like five times now. Though uh, we can't do anything else. Again, weekly TV anime. But he won't lose to anybody in a fist fight. It's a shame he's not just in a fist fight. So Lee finally gets his first full blow by doing a jump up and then doing an axe kick down on Gara. And it like actually cuts it. Nobody makes Gara bleed his own blood. Nobody. Except Rock Lee and spoilers Naruto. <laughs> uh, anyway, my guy has been watching too much Konosuba. I was going to say Megumin agrees with my guy. <laughs> Youth is explosion. I find him so annoying. Mike, I love Mike Guy for exactly that reason. <laughs> Lee gets another hit in after a few misses and punches Gara to the ground. And Sakura starts getting pumped. Yeah, and everybody's got to get in their reaction. And knock the sand right out of Gara's gourd. But when he gets up, he's not actually hurt. It did put some cracks in his facade. So Kankuro is like, call an ambulance, but not for Gara. <laughs> <laughs> we got to stop this before he kills Lee. Yeah, and we uh, finally, we uh, get a shot panning up Gara's body, and you can see his face crumbling. And uh, he finally lifts his face, and you can see that he just had sand armor on top of his skin, and he's grinning like a maniac. And even Lee is like, oh my, this isn't going to go well for me, is it? Cut to everybody reacting again. Yeah, but because it's Naruto, right? Because <laughs> it's weakly shown and trying to stretch it out. Yep. One character, but it'll take five weeks. Really, the only ones that we needed for the reactions are are the sand people giving us additional context. Yeah, I feel like everything Conqueror is say saying is pretty useful. Well, it's also Tamari is, is speaking as is well. She? Okay. And, and their boss, who's, I want to say Sana, but I know that's wrong. But yeah, and then Conqueror gives the uh, explanation for the whole sand armor thing. About how, like, if anything gets to the shield, he's got armor, so he's double protected. But then we also get some more insight from Conqueror's inner thoughts, where he's like, yeah, but it's far from perfect, because the sand armor actually takes a ton of energy. And it apparently is riddled with weak points. But it combined with the shield, which is normally enough, is enough to keep him the, keep up the illusion of immortality. He's using well, his he, immortality to his advantage. Uh, the, weak, the weak points that I think he's talking about is what he then literally goes in to explain. The yeah, weak points are it costs a lot of energy, he... It's not automatic, and it's really taxing on the person using it. Which is why he just sort of chills and acts like he doesn't care. But they're still really confident because of this that he's not that Lee can't beat Kara. You know, given the insane power scaling in Naruto, it is weird to me that everyone has such a high impression of Gara, considering, like, there are people who could just nuke the damn planet just wandering around. He's 14. Yeah. yeah. Also, Naruto doesn't have that. It's not as big as like Dragon Ball with the power scaling, right? Because like there aren't really people who can destroy the planet. Like there is person who can do that. I mean, like, but does Gara beat Orochimaru, who is like no, but nobody really knows he's around and doing stuff yet, right? Yeah. Uh, and, and Gara puts up a pretty good fight against Orochimaru, probably. That's fair. Uh, like, does Gara beat Kakashi even? Like. Again, probably not, but then he's 14. That's when that yeah. argument comes out. And Kakashi, Kakashi is a war veteran. <laughs> Kakashi <laughs> is a war fair. veteran who had a magic eye transplanted <laughs> into him. And is already a really canny fighter to begin with. That's fair. 
Uh, I'm just, I just feel like any any adult ninja is like leagues beyond any of the tuning. But I so. feel like that's experience. Yeah. Like, baseline power. Gar is probably the toughest one they've got so far. But from experience, they know how to get around what he can do. That's fair. And a huge theme of Naruto is in two years' time, all of these kids will have outpassed 90% of the adults in the world, right? Because the next generation is just coming coming for their lunch money, the, you know, <laughs> the way next generations work. You turn 30 and no one cares anymore. So Lee's like, well, I'll have to use my secret move then. And everybody reacts to this, even though they didn't hear it. <laughs> Mike Guy approves, though. That's not... Mike Guy saw the, the sparkle and rock Lee's eyes and nodded at him. So he loosens his hand bandages to do something rad with them. No, I guess the rad one is the uh, hidden lotus more than the primary. And then he starts speedy Gonzalesing around Gara. And now Guy has to explain what the lotus is. Kind of. And Gara's like, okay, seriously, we've done enough padding for filler. And Rockley's like, okay, I'm gonna kick ya. And then he kicks him. He does the thing he did to Sasuke right near the end. So kicks him up. But Gara is heavier than Sasuke because he's got a giant sand guard. Gord. So Rockley just kicks him a bunch of times <laughs> into the air because physics. <laughs> and Mike Guy starts praying that Lee does not break every bone in his body by doing a suplex from the ceiling. Uh, and then Rockley ties Gara up in his hand bandages and suplexes him from the ceiling. Spinning suplexes, even. Uh, it's, it's one rad. of the raddest things that has happened in anime, and we take it for granted because <laughs> it happened 20 years ago. <laughs> Secondary Iris. That would be something I'd have to check. Why? Whether or not this came before uh, Hayabusa had the same thing in Dead or Alive, because that's one of his throws. I think this predates Dead or Alive, in the manga at least, but I could be wrong. They're definitely very close to each other. That's why I was curious if one influenced the other, because it is a very cool move. So the Leaf Ninja are starting to celebrate Lee's victory because he just put Gara in a grave in the middle of a tournament field. <laughs> and Conkro is also like, wait a minute, did he seriously just beat Gara? Yeah, and, and Gara is like wide-eyed and expressionless, and his sand armor starts cracking. But then we see the armor is falling into the body, and it turns out it was just a hollow sand shell the entire time. Which they kind of foreshadowed that there was going to be some kind of shenanigans because when shenanigans, because Lee <laughs> at one point closes his eyes and looks away, and Gara notices. And that's the end of the episode. Like I said, I think it's a really good fight. With hindsight, we know that Lee is jobbing for Gara here. But when you're watching the fight for the first time, it really feels like it can go either way. And a lot of the, because they're angling Lee as the underdog, a lot of times it feels like he's going to triumph narratively. And it's exciting and surprising when that doesn't happen. And there's a lot of good back and forth like we talked about. Especially because previously they showed him actually basically beat Sasuke into the dirt. Yeah. Well, Sasuke I, has already jobbed for Lee, and now Lee is jobbing for Gara. It's a nice little chain. I was going to say, and also, like, I agree. My favorite thing Shonen boys can do is be fast and zippy. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's why Ichigo's Bankai might be the best transformation in anime. <laughs> also, Byakuya's I Have a Thousand Petals is fairly common. That's basically just Gara. Yeah. If you think about yeah, it. Yeah. That, that fight is Rock Lee versus Gara, but with swords. <laughs> <laughs> Part of me is like, do we want to rank a mobile suit from this episode? <laughs> So Gara's sand shell goes above the Gym 3 Blast Master, but below the Momoka pool. <laughs> I was thinking of Conqueror's puppets, maybe? I don't know. Anyway, They, they would show up in this episode. Yeah, they, episode. Don't, they weren't even in this episode. Uh, uh, 
Naruto's uh, Jinchuriki form when he's piloting the Nine Tails like it is a mech. <laughs> I don't know. Naruto's good. You there is the anime isn't is the thing, and there is the Third Shinobi World War, which, like I said, I won't talk about. But is this before or after like Naruto started getting really fillery bad? Oh, this is before. Okay, we haven't really. I mean, they're starting to stretch out. It's about two manga chapters per episode of anime at this point, which feels slow. You have to put all that padding in, but it's not terrible. It gets real bad at Shippuden, but the first filler arc is right after the Tsunade stuff. And if I rewatch the Tsunade arc, I might notice a lot more filler in it. When I was watching Naruto for the first time, I was less sensitive to that sort of stuff. It was when Naruto came back as Shippuden that I, that was the first time I quit an anime because of pacing, because okay. it was so bad. Yep. No, that that's actually when I started just reading the manga of yeah. Naruto. I, I think I had already started reading the manga, which made it worse, but I was like excited for the anime to come back. And then I watched it, and I wasn't anymore. Okay, that makes some sense. I just know a lot of these tend to roll like that. Like, the first few are well-paced. You know, they're following actually what's going on. And then they start stretching. Yeah, and stretching and stretching. Yep. Um, oh, don't worry. Next week, we're going to watch some Hunter Hunter. And boy, is that a weird-paced show. Uh, yeah, but Hunter Hunter is not the same thing, because the source material was air quotes done. <laughs> like, because we're watching the second Hunter Hunter anime, which is much better paced than the first Hunter Hunter anime is what I'll say. <laughs> but there are definitely times where they're like, hey, we want to hit the same cliffhanger the manga did, and they stretch it out to do that, and that's not great. It's really a JoJo's thing where like it was really done when they were adapting it, but they're still like, yes, but we want every fight to be a two-parter. It's like, but some of them really shouldn't be good. Every fight will be a two-parter. <laughs> well, it's not Joe's Bizarre Adventure. It's JoJo's Bizarre Adventure. Do you have a high point, Tyler? I don't know why you're going. Zach, you're the one who's lost, watched the least Naruto. Do you have a high point, Zach? I mean, I think it's got to be the, uh, the the weights drop. Yeah, there's a reason we still talk about it. Tyler? Well, I mean, if you're going to let me pick, it's Primary Lotus, yeah. baby. <laughs> would you have picked that over the weights? Yes. Uh, yeah, I, I honestly probably would too, but you two have taken the two good parts of the episode. So I'll go with that like 3D shot of Aaron Lee while he's trying to get through the sand shield at the start of the fight. Well, it's doing like the rotation around yep. him. Yeah, I think I, that's really good. I actually really like the mirror on that because it does something very similar to it when he becomes Lee fast. Yep, except it's you just, can't see lot, him as much well, because he's fast. And there's a lot more staccato cuts because of how it gets it gets the like how fast he is across. And we didn't talk about it, but the impact sounds they use on every time Lee hits the sand all really sell, in my opinion. Do you have a low point, Zach? The uh, opening of the episode, the first part. Yeah, where they're like, let's wait as long as possible before anything happens. We yeah, got, We got to broom up the blood. You use brooms for blood, right? I guess we don't have mops in Naruto. <laughs> but we do have big screen TVs. Tyler? Priorities, Tyler. Mine is going to be specifically the whole Choji barbecue scene. Um, <laughs> I forgot about that. Yeah, I'm like, I... They, he we didn't, didn't talk even... about that because it was not important. No, and relevant. it was not. Yeah, no, there's like a whole two-minute segment where Asuna, is that his name? Yep. Is trying to convince Choji that he should not drop out of the tournament so that he can get all-you-can-eat barbecue. I'm like, why is this in this episode? Padding. I'm tempted to say Sakura doesn't do anything, but that would be the joke that got really old if we were doing an episode-by-episode <laughs> Naruto <laughs> podcast. You know, that's unfortunately common that most female characters aren't allowed to do anything in shonen anime. They're getting better about it, but it was real bad at this era where you have Sakura and Rukia, Rukia and uh, Orahime tagging out of the prison cell. 
Um, and that's their job on Fairy, Bleach. Fairy Tail did an okay job. Urza's allowed to do things. Yep. Uh, because that guy understudied for Odai, and Odai's like biggest strength, I think, is figuring out how to use his smaller characters to add to the narrative. Even so if I, he can only draw like four people. Yes. <laughs> I mean, he's got at least three anime that have been broadcast, so he's doing <laughs> something on the storytelling front, right? Four people, and he stole one from Odai. But y- you're right. Look, he gets the work. What's your low point? I'm, I'm stalling trying to think of it. I would say not as not in this episode, but she does have the excuse of all of her blood is. So <laughs> <laughs> I'm just going to go with the weekly t- anime TV. I, I would kill for Naruto Kai. That would be some cool stuff, especially some of the later Shippuden fights. If I could watch like Itachi versus Sasuke without 50,000 cuts to Sasuke's groupies being like, a thing just happened. Man, that would be cool. Just like I would like to watch this fight without barbecue scenes and like like you said, some of them are storytelling. A bunch of the ones the guy are explaining Lee's backstory. That's important to the story. A bunch of the Kankara ones are building up Gara. That's important to the pacing of the fight. Well, I think the Sand Village stuff, I think anything they're saying is important. Yeah, but any but- cut to Shikamaru just doesn't need to be in the episode. Or you can pick one leaf person for reactions. I'm fine with Naruto and Sakura because they're both main characters. So I'm okay with that. Um, and Guy is sort of a different thing because he knows more about what's going on. But we don't need a reaction from Ino, Shikamaru, Choji, Kakashi, Naruto. Like, you can pick only a couple. We don't need to hear everybody after every single thing they do then react. And- but Zach, imagine if you got that, but they were animated on the twos, so they had to like move their faces a little bit to show off the animation budget <laughs> that they had. I was going to say, even while we were talking about it, like Guy basically said the same thing three times. Yep. So, and like, I forgive that a little episode to episode because you might just be catching up. It might have been a week since you watched the last episode. So a little reminder doesn't hurt, but we certainly don't need it three times in the same episode. Yeah. Any other final thoughts? This fight is good. It's a shame it takes three episodes. If it was a tight two, I would super recommend you just go rewatch this. It's fine. I've heard it's better than the manga, though. I mean, I, I think that's true of Naruto, just generally. Yeah, the problem with Naruto is the manga kind of goes off a cliff towards the end. Isn't that because the guy's hand started falling apart? Yes, yes. He's, there's a perfectly valid excuse for it. But unfortunately, I've, I've said this before, the best way to experience the story of Naruto is to play Naruto uh, Shippuden... What is it? Ultimate Sub- Ninja Storm or whatever? Yeah, Ultimate Ninja Storm 3, which has all of the story and none of the filler. <laughs> What's the final round of our uh, time travel reverse tournament, Tyler? I chose kind of a weird one. It's like You did. I would veto it, but I think it creates interesting discussion next week, so I didn't. Yep. No, um, I th- it's like kind of a weird bummer of an episode to end on, I think, but it is season five, episode five of Hunter Hunter. Season one, it's just Crunchyroll says the Japanese version with English subtitles is season five for some reason. Yep. Yep. It's, it's totally season one, aka the only season of Hunter Hunter. Okay, but I didn't. I didn't remember seeing it say season five. And I season was like, five, oh, episode five on Crunchyroll. Did, did I watch the wrong episode? Is it because there's a whole bunch of different dubs? Yes. Yeah. Okay. And they mark them each as different seasons. Anyway, it's Hisoka is sneaky. Yeah. So that's the final round of the 2023 podcast Tenkaichi. I don't remember what I say at the end of these. So Gara wins. <laughs> Bye. <laughs>